This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's 534 and Guns N' Roses on Rock 102. Looks like one more, one more beautiful day. Sunshine and a high of about 74. And then, actually tomorrow's not going to be too bad. It's just not going to be as warm. So, uh, I actually have written my forecast to say, uh, get, get a load of this. It says, uh, today, sun and clouds and a high of 75. Tomorrow, morning sun, afternoon clouds and aquanet evening with a high of 68. <laughs> I don't realize that had become like a meteorological oh, yeah. condition. Sure. We got a, uh, we got a, an incoming aquanet. Exactly. Coming uh, into the area. Bundle up. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us later on this morning. We're going to talk about with him. Football. Mm. Probably about uh, the Patriots. Oh, boy, I wish I had that. You know, I actually did have the uh, last two minutes and the overtime. I watched it. You and know I, who won? And aren't, aren't you, <laughs> no, I know who won. Yeah. And aren't you glad you spent time yeah. to go search for it? Yeah, well, I didn't even have to look that far. It was listed under 60 minutes because that's exactly what's on after football. Yeah, and... Just like the uh, the ticking of the clock, he kept going. Yep, yep, Man. I did too. But I saw it. It's uh, five thirty-six. Bax and O'Brien to Rock One Hundred Two. Save yourself thirty percent. Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's five fifty-one. And Robert Palmer on Rock One Hundred Two. Hey, hey, I revised the forecast again a little bit. Ready? Okay. All yeah. right. Sun and clouds today with a high of seventy-five. Tomorrow morning sun, afternoon clouds, and a fortnight sixty-eight for the high. Yeah, but a fortnight means two weeks. So, uh, I mean, uh, you're, it, yeah. it sounds. Uh, I mean, the, I, I like how about the fortnight? Your Aquanet reference it, 20 minutes ago made more sense. Uh, the fortnight? See, a fortnight again is yeah, but a, you're a saying, span of uh, time. You're saying, uh, and I'm saying the. That's, that, that's, that's, not what I'm, that's not what I'm focusing on. Yeah, I know you're not, but that's what you should be because I just changed it. I changed it from a to the. See? Still doesn't make any sense. Ah, I yeah, think it, it sounds it, good. I know you think it sounds good. I'm here to tell you that I need you need to workshop it a little bit more. Well, I workshop it last week, and that didn't go so well. <laughs> yes, right. well, there you go. <laughs> tick tick, tick a taka, bitches. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hollywood Trash is uh, brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For your uh, vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. How about some Hollywood Trash? Yeah. Yeah. Alexa Penavega. You know who she is? Yeah, it's that little box I have under my TV. I think that's a little bit uh, harsh to call a woman like that. Uh, she was she was like a child actress in the Spy Kids movie. Remember those uh, Spy Kids movies sure. way back when? No. Well, for some reason, we're talking about her today because she accidentally slammed... Her two-year-old son's hand in a door, Ooh. severing his middle finger oh. at the first knuckle. Near oh, the that's, she's uh, feeling mom guilt, but she said the kid is already doing flips like nothing happened. Accidentally. When you yeah. mean uh, the kid's doing flips, he's not flipping a finger. No, he's not flipping the bird. Yeah. Right? That's for damn sure. She didn't. Uh, she didn't pick it up and put it in a Cracker Jack box and rush him to the hospital by bus. No, she did not. Hmm. She kept making all the stops though. Well, they kept pulling the rope. Uh, in an effort to protect his children's innocence, Zach Galifianakis says he tells them he's an assistant librarian. To protect their innocence. Yeah, he doesn't want them to know what kind of stuff that he does right now. Mm. So he just tells them he's an assistant librarian. He also joked that if they ever find out about the Hangover movies, he'll just deny it. 
How do you deny it when your name is actually on the credits? I just say I, I'll say I don't know what you're talking about. I had nothing to do with that movie. That was a Zach, uh, that was another Zach Galifianakis. It's a very common name. Oh yeah, yeah, right. There's tons of them out there. In fact, he probably named both of his kids that way too. Probably. Yeah, like George Foreman did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He's got 15 little Zach Galifianakis's running all yep. over the house. Uh, uh, uh collect my brain uh, cell there. Dr. Dre's divorce has been pretty contentious so far, but the nastiness just turned up to 11. On Monday, Dre was at a Los Angeles cemetery for his grandmother's funeral. After the service was over, he was walking back to his car. A process server approached and tried oh. to lay some legal paperwork on him. Oh, boy. Witnesses say uh, Dre recoiled in anger and wouldn't take the documents, so the server just uh, dropped them to dropped the ground. Them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The uh, papers have something to do with Dre's payment of his estranged wife's legal fees. Not surprisingly, they're fighting about how much he should be on the hook for because well. he's the moneymaker. When you, when you got papers to serve and you're not exactly sure where to find the person, <clears throat> and then you find out, oh, hey, you know what? His grandmother died. Uh, there's going to be a funeral. I'll go there. That's the way they do it. That's the way they work. They're scummy. Yeah. Well, they're not scummy, but yeah, they but have to hand you the papers. I know, but you're at the, you know. You're at a at a, at a moment of, of grieving. Yeah. You know, that's a that's what a terrible thing to do. Billie Eilish is uh, releasing her debut fragrance next month. It's a mix of vanilla, cocoa, and soft spices, and it's packaged in a little uh, bottle shaped like a woman's bust. It's going to be sold exclusively at BillieEilishFragrances.com. Uh, a bottle shaped like a woman's bust? Yeah. A single bust or, or busts? Just a bust. Well, you know about your uh, bust sizes, right? Uh, I know about my bra sizes. Yeah. Um, a bust is considered both of them? Yes, like like shoulders, the bosoms, oh, the upper torso. The shoulders and the torso, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You never seen a bust <clears throat> before? Yeah, I guess... Yeah, when when the cops come kicking in the doors. No, and... that's uh, that's different. I'm talking about like artistically, a bust would typically be like shoulders, bosoms, upper torso. Hmm. Learn uh, something every on day. The, on the other hand, I never looked at Billie Eilish and thought, I bet she smells terrific. She? Billie yes. Eilish. Hmm. I, I, this whole thing with the fragrances and the and the pop stars. Uh, Enough. I wouldn't well, uh, exactly. Thank you, John. Mm -hmm. Enough of the of the fragrances. I can see the Taylor Swift one because she's like you know this girly girl, but Billie Eilish, yeah, she's uh, she's she's unique. I guess you could say. Well, just, uh, she doesn't seem like the kind of person that would associate a fragrance with her. When they yeah. grow up, they become very different. There was a actually it was a very interesting story last night. I I forget if it was NBC or ABC about Paris Hilton, who is now uh, leading a cause for children in group homes. She was in a group home as a child, mm. and a uh, lot of abuse going on in those places. Sure. But I'm sure she smells good. That's oh, the, yeah. See, oh, that's, yeah. that's the defining uh, difference. Mm -hmm. You look at Billie Eilish and say, I'm not sure what she smells like. But Paris Hilton, you know, it's got to smell terrific. Well, did that group home keep her in line when she was a young lady? Uh, if by in line you mean beat her and uh, isolated her and sexually abused her, then yes. Okay. But that's probably not the way it's supposed to be. You know, I've never stayed in a Hilton that smelled bad. Well. They all smell terrific. 
Uh, Ruby Rose went off yesterday on Warner Brothers, the CW, and the producers of Batwoman, accusing them of abuse and misconduct. Warner Brothers denied it, and she said, and said she was let go because of her workplace behavior, not because uh, you know they did anything wrong. Only she's actually filing her complaints against her workplace. Yeah. So maybe it is true. Uh. How about a list of 20 memorable talk show moments? What have you been waiting for? Oh, already? Yeah. Oprah, everyone gets a car. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. that. One. You hey. get a car, you get a car. None of us got a car. Nah. Oprah, Tom Cruise jumps on the couch. That's yeah. number two? That's a big one. Yeah. yeah I would have made that number one. Dr. Phil, cash me outside, girl. That's a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The Jay Leno Show. Jimmy Kimmel roasts Jay about the Conan situation. Yeah, now you're getting into the areas I don't remember. Ellen, Kristen Bell has a meltdown over her love of sloths. No, I don't remember that no, one. No, no. What about the Geraldo Rivera getting bashed in the face with a chair? That's, that was That's number seven. Really? Number seven? Yeah. I would have put that much higher. Uh, number six was the Arsenio Hall Show where Magic Johnson talks about his HIV diagnosis. All right. Uh, number eight is the Jerry Springer Show where Jerry interviews... A man who married his horse. Ah, yes. That was yes. a good one. Yeah. We don't have time for all of them. So, what was number 12? We're only going to 10. Oh, so, oh, I only got two oh, okay. more. All right. The Late Show with David Letterman. In order to head off a blackmail attempt, David admits his he had sex with his staffers. Okay. So. But I might have put Letterman. Is Letterman with Crispin Glover? On mm. the list? No. Ah. It's, pro- it's probably from like you know somewhere between that and 20. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then Larry King Live, where Larry and Marlon Brando sing a duet. Uh, then, oh, yeah. then kiss on the lips. Yeah, no tongue, though. Disgusting. Well, well no. I mean, it's just yeah, it's just like a little peck. Yeah, I know. Gross. Was Larry eating those Stella Dora breadsticks so Marlon Brando could go Stella? That's exactly what it was. They weren't kissing. He was just licking the crumbs off his face. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Let me take a moment and try to explain some very complicated mathematical formulations to you people. Last night, the Boston Red Sox lost Game 5 of the ALCS to the Houston Astros by a score of 9-1. to Now... Bear with me here as I have literally spent hours checking and rechecking the math on this one. You see, I didn't want to come in here and give you faulty or misleading information. I wanted to be able to break these things down in these complicated formulas by using difficult operations like single-digit subtraction so that I might be able to give you precise information. And so I spent most of the night crunching these numbers, and I believe I finally got it figured all out. So here it goes. The Red Sox currently trail the Houston Astros 3-2 in the series. That's three wins for Houston, two wins for Boston. Now, as you might be aware, this is a best-of-seven game series, which, according to my numbers, the first team to win a majority of those seven games wins the whole thing and gets to go to the World Series. In other words, you need to win four games. Now, here's where things get a little sketchy. In order for the Red Sox to turn this sucker around and win the American League pennant, they would have to win two more times. There are only two more games scheduled. Both of those games are in Houston. And Houston, who have won three out of the last four games, only needs to win one more time. Do you see where I'm going with all of this? 
basic rudimentary math tells us that in order for the Red Sox to reach the World Series, they need to stop losing. Meanwhile, the Astros are busy motivating themselves with an allegedly untranslatable word from Finland called Sisu, which apparently suggests a stoic determination and resilience. Well, I got a couple of English words I'd like to introduce to the Red Sox, and those words are run production and strike zone. If we can somehow resolve those two problems, then maybe there's a chance to get out of this thing. In the meantime, I'm going to spend the rest of my afternoon crunching some more numbers to distract myself from thinking about having to win a couple of road games, because there's nothing I hate more than having to force a Game 7, because that requires a hell of a lot more math. But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's October sales flyer. It's on your phone, it's on your computer, it's loaded with bargains. On Scott's Winterguard Turf Builder, Warner Ladders, and plenty of other great stuff. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. To Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 614 and Queen on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, morning sun, afternoon clouds. And an Aquanet evening. See, I like that better. Eh, I still think a f- uh, or the fortnight uh, is not bad either. Why don't you say that the weather will be student princely? Oh, my God, that sucks. What are you talking about? That's so much better than fortnight. Uh, the fortnight means a two-week span. Yes, but the fortnight means something entirely different. Uh, Plus, yeah, you're spelling yeah. it F-O-R-T, not F-O-U-R-T. Nevertheless, I can't. You know, hear the difference between the spellings. I have to look at it. Well, either way, today is going to be a beautiful day. Yesterday was a beautiful day. And, um, you know, I don't know why. I just, I seem to have this this knack, and I, and I wish I could think of a better word because knack isn't quite it, that when I try to do something on my own yeah. that, that I probably should have adult supervision with, um... I, I screw something up. Something happens. I hit a snag, and and uh, and and the and the attempt is destroyed. Usually, it's uh, electronically or technologically related, right? Okay. So it's a beautiful day yesterday, and I'm like, yeah, I really would like to take a, a bike ride. Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll uh, I'll take a bike ride uh, down to Enfield, and I'll see. If I can do a little online gambling, because it just became legal this week, right? Right. Legal this week in Connecticut. I told you about the stories I was reading last week about uh, kids on bicycles going over the George Washington Bridge, because once you pass the center of the Hudson, you're on the New Jersey side, and kids on bicycles or pedestrians are not paying the $15 toll because if you did that, then you're already in the hole by the by your first bet. Well, unless you're betting on a on a you know sure thing, and yeah, well, a chance of winning that money back. But you're still 15 down. So uh, so I go, I get on the bike, I ride down uh, Route Five. There's a, a McDonald's just over the line. All right, from Long Meadow, and uh, I go to the back row where I can see that it is shaded. And I got to tell you. <laughs> This uh, this thing with the George Washington Bridge, a reporter for the New York Times did the story, and he said once he got to that center point and then beyond, you could see all kinds of mostly men, mostly young men, 25, 34 or say, uh, with their phones out. 
and the assumption was made that they were gambling. They were placing bets because that's why they were on the New Jersey side of the bridge and you can't do it on the New York side. Yeah, because New Yorkers would never go to New Jersey on their own. No, of course not. So I'm I'm sitting in this back row behind the McDonald's where it's shaded and there's probably uh, three or four cars, including a mail truck. And, I, you know, I just assume the mailman is on a break. Um, but these other three or four cars, and I didn't look at the license plates to see whether or not they were Massachusetts. But I did notice that they were all occupied. And I don't know whether the people were eating. I don't know who would go to the drive-thru, get <clears throat> food, and then drive all the way around the building again to park behind it and eat. So it's possible that these other three people may have been uh, gambling as well, which was kind of kind of cool. Well, yeah, kind of like that George Washington Bridge story. You're uh, you're basing this on a lot of uh, speculation. I mean, I'm you know, basically the, basing it on that story about the George Washington Bridge. Sure, but I mean, there may be plenty of people that are sitting that in that McDonald's parking lot for a variety of different reasons that have nothing to do with. With yes. the gambling. True. On the other hand, because it has been proven to happen within the first days of gambling being allowed online, that many people from border states will then find a way to come across the line, I'm going to go with my hmm. thought, my gut. Well, you so, go ahead and do that. I know I I had a stop at a McDonald's yesterday morning uh, driving back from, I was in Fall River the night before, mm. uh, and I went to McDonald's not for the food, mm. but purely used the bathroom. Yeah, and see? I have to tell you. It was a very satisfying experience. So I'm I'm on the bike and I'm like, okay, let me see how to do this. And I, <clears throat> I, I I think I googled something, or no, no, I think I think I just simply googled Mohegan Sun. And when you do that, you'll get a number of different choices: Mohegan Sun Casino, Mohegan Sun Games, Mohegan Sun Food, uh, Mohegan Sun Activities. And then it says Mohegan Sun online. So I click on that, and then that uh, offers you the downloading of the Mohegan Sun app. So I do that. Okay. Then I click on register because I'm going to sign up. I put, um, I put my name. I put my Chickabee address. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I put my name. I put my mother's address, the house that I grew up in in Enfield. Right. Thinking that for some reason, even though the geofencing knows I'm in Connecticut, that it won't let me bet if I don't have a Connecticut address. So I, I put in my mom's address. I put in my phone number, my email, and the last four digits of my social security number. They need to know that. <laughs> Wait. So then I click, you know, register, and, and, and I, get a, I get a notice that says, uh, we are unable to register you uh, with the information provided. You will need to give us your entire Social Security number. <laughs> so, okay, sure. Well, but you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a gambling thing, and, uh, you know, they might be paying you money, and it's going to go against Social Security. Yeah. So I put my Social Security number in there. Oh, my God. And then uh, I, again, I get that there is a problem. And you have two choices at this point. You can either chat with a robot, obviously, 
or you can speak to an agent. So the first time I tried chatting with the robot and it really doesn't get anywhere. So I hit, you know, speak to agent. And then I get this, uh, this pulsing light, not, not a light, you know, three dots that pulse across and it says, uh, uh, don't go anywhere. An agent will be right with you. <laughs> and I wait like probably three to five minutes and I get no agent. There's no agent. Nobody comes to help me. So I dismiss the app. I then uh, Google Foxwoods and the same thing. It, it's like five different Foxwoods offerings. And at the bottom, it says Foxwoods online. So I click the online. You immediately start getting this cocktail lounge piano music that starts playing. Sure. And uh, and then the this home screen where, you know, it offers you uh, all kinds of games to play, uh, table games included. So I, I click table games. Nowhere on this screen, including the three little dashes in the upper right-hand corner that I clicked onto, nowhere on this screen is anything that says either register or sign in. And uh, all it's doing is it offers me uh, twenty five, either twenty five hundred or twenty five thousand dollars in play money, and uh, and I can play blackjack. And I did that for for about ten minutes because there's a t- uh, probably for five minutes because there's a timer on it. And I thought, okay, well maybe when the timer's up, then I'll have an opportunity to register. So I played blackjack for like the five minutes. Timer went off. Nothing. Nothing on the screen changed, and I never found a register. A button anywhere on it, and eventually, the whole thing was probably an hour. So, and I finally, and I went home. All right. So, as far as winning or losing goes, how did how did they figure that out? I mean, did you have to pay money? No, I didn't pay money because I didn't register. You know, I, I, you're not going to start playing for real until they have all of your information. And Foxwoods never, I never even found where to give the information. First of all, I, I don't even know, for all the many times that we've had discussions with uh, Steve Weissman from scamaside.com, uh-huh. why you would put your social security uh-huh. number into any website, never mind uh, a casino website, hmm. uh, you know, on, on a public Wi Fi or wherever you, you may have been. Uh, I don't know why you would have done that. Secondly, because it is a uh, a money exchanging uh, transaction, if you will. What difference would that make? Well, because I would imagine that if I also got through, I would need to provide my routing numbers for my bank account. Sure. Now, why? Well, what do you mean, sure? Yes. That's okay. No, it's not okay. Which is all the more reason why I wouldn't have done it on a public Wi-Fi either. It, it wasn't really a public Wi-Fi. I was. It was on uh, the phone. Well, but but are were you on a Wi-Fi connection while you were doing it? No, I was not. I was offered the McDonald's Wi-Fi. I didn't okay. take it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. Well, I mean, I, I don't. Too, too many other ways of people, you know, you know, jamming that connection, stealing your identity, draining your accounts, screwing up your uh, your credit for months. If if you really wanted to gamble that much, you could have cut the distance and gone to MGM instead. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that's neither here nor there. And there, you were neither here nor the there. Reason, you were gambling in a parking lot reason, at McDonald's. Okay, if I may. The reason why states offer online gambling is so that you can gamble online. Yes. All right? But you had to go someplace away from your home 
to gamble online. As many people do. Like I just said a few minutes ago, when states allow online gambling for the opening weeks, months even, lots of people from bordering states will go across the line and participate. Lots of people will do that. Sure. And if they're all doing it, and they're doing it through that app, and that app is asking for information in a certain way, I find that more trustworthy than it would be if they had emailed me and said, hey, how'd you like to join the uh, the the Mohegan Sun gambling crowd? So the next time you feel like gambling, you're going to drive past a billion-dollar casino in Springfield to sit in the parking lot of Jiggies to I play blackjack. To, first of all, I would not sit in the parking lot of Jiggies. I would go into Jiggies, of course. Um, and, and secondly, it was uh, it was a new thing. I just wanted to try it out. And yes, uh, given the fact that I'm sitting here in my own studio, immune compromised, yeah, I'd rather sit in my car in the parking lot at McDonald's than walk into a billion-dollar building that might have hundreds or thousands of people in it coughing and breathing and choking. Well, you go with that, and if your identity gets uh, compromised in any way, enjoy that one too. I, I would love to speak with an expert. If anybody out there joined let's say you joined yesterday did anybody join and did anybody have complications or did everybody just smoothly go right in and uh, and be allowed the opportunity to gamble because that's what i'm betting 99 percent of the people did it's 626 on rock 102 freedom craxon o'brien of rock 102 Uh, trying to bang out an email here to steve weissman okay and uh, I, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna take a long time because for some, I can't send out emails from this room, so it's gonna end up going into my drafts, and I'll end up having to wait until I leave the building and then go outside and send it. <laughs> okay, well, because nothing ever works for me the way it does for everyone else. They're just gonna kick that dented can down the hallway <sighs> and hope for the best, right? Well, I, I gotta uh, I gotta I want to see how this works. I, I'm. Uh, I don't know whether you got any calls or uh, nobody seems to be uh, emailing to help me through this. Nope, but nope, nope. No one's again. Uh, no one's for here to help. The Mohegan Sun, uh, for some reason, I was not able to register, and the Fox, the Mo, I think it's Mohegan Sun that's actually run by FanDuel. Um, I couldn't tell who the operator was for the Foxwoods one, mm. um, but again, the Mohegan Sun one, I entered all the information. I can't get on. I don't know what's wrong. It asked me for more information, and then it, then I have to wait forever for a human to help me. The Foxwoods app, nowhere I saw to even be able to sign up. So I, I don't uh, I don't get it. I mean, yeah. you would think that when you finally start online gambling, you'd want to make it as easy as possible for people to be able to do it. Unless it's you, and of course yes. that's not going to happen. Yeah, there's no such thing as easy as possible. Right. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rum Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. 
They're fast, but they're funny. All right, we'll see about that. What do you get a man with the heart of a lion? I don't know. What do you get a man with the heart of a lion? A lifetime ban from the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call a person with a briefcase in a tree? I don't know. What do you call a guy with a briefcase in a tree? A branch manager. A branch <laughs> manager. Yes. Why did the baby cookie cry? I don't know. Because its mother was a wafer for so long. A wafer. <laughs> a wafer yeah. joke. Here's the last one. What's the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? I don't know. What's the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? One you'll see later, the other you'll see in a while. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. if I get that oh, one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! It's 637 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the Dowd Insurance Agencies. Uh, insurance savings with local service at Dowd.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. I'm watching this mayoral debate from East Hampton, East Hampton with this guy Eric Burzens who's uh, running for mayor against uh, the uh, incumbent Nicole LaChapelle. He's uh, he's Willy Wonka. He is Willy Wonka. I'm seeing him kind of like a Dr. Demento uh, type of guy. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I was texting with somebody last night because I saw the clip from 22 News as well for the debate and I texted someone in East Hampton who I know uh, who I thought may know this guy and I said what movie, cartoon, fictional <laughs> character does he remind me of that I can't think of? And he said Willy Wonka. He sent me a picture of Willy Wonka. Right. And I was like, yeah, there is a resemblance to that, but that's not yeah. what I was thinking of. Definitely, definitely Dr. Dr. Demento Dr. is it. The yeah. younger, like the younger Dr. Demento. Did you, did, have you heard what this, I haven't even heard what he sounds like. I, I have not either, but I'll tell you what, uh, the little bit of information that I did get uh, tells me He's probably a very sharp guy, and now I can't find it in my history, but um, <laughs> there is a, there's a brewery in East Hampton that he owns. Okay. Fort, Fort Hill. That's it. All right, he so, owns the Fort Hill Brewery. Gotcha. So Tedemer has had to do this a couple of times yeah. in, over the last 15 years or so. Yep. He's doing it today again with uh, Hummison and McCabe. Okay, so, so now that's that's like a, like a legitimate debate. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, once he did a debate with, if like, like a, I think it was like a mayoral election in Pittsfield. Now it's bad enough; it's a mayoral election in Pittsfield, but only one of the candidates bothered to show up. Oh boy! So he's literally having a debate with one guy. The conversation. I got to tell you, I got more respect for Tedemer now mm-hmm. than I ever have. You're here. You're talking to an incumbent, and then a dude in a top hat. I know. Yeah, you know, with a polka dot tie. No with a polka dot. And a paper star, yeah, on his uh, shirt, and he and he he handles it with such a plume, a right, a plume, and I was going to say a uh, gravitas. Mm, gravitas is good. Yeah, gravitas he, and a plume. I'm telling you, Tedemer is so much more talented than I ever thought he was. Well, he grew into it. Yeah, uh, no, he definitely grew into that role. Well, uh, you know, uh, Miss La Chapelle, who's uh, she's gonna has her work cut out for her because. Who's not going to remember what this guy looks like? Well, you know yeah, that's mean? true. Yeah, but they don't put but, your picture on the ballot. But yeah, when I was uh, when I was informed that he owned the brewery, I was like, okay, well, he's obviously, you know, I looked at the website of the brewery and I looked at the pictures and I thought, okay, well, he's obviously a successful businessman. Um, I, you know, because my original, I knew nothing about him, and the person I was talking to, my my questions were, uh, how old is he? 
And does he still live with his parents? Well, he's it's unique. He's he's he dresses uniquely. Yes. And you're and you're probably right. He's probably a very smart guy, especially mm-hmm. if he owns a, a, a successful brewery. All right, but, right. But, but but let's but, but let's look at the realities of the situation. Yeah. You're, if you're a voter in East Hampton, you are either voting for the status quo or for a guy in a top hat. Now, just that's because the bottom line is that's what's that's how he's going to be judged. A top hat, a beard, a mustache, and <laughs> hair as long as Tiny Tim's. The, the, the top hat will be the thing yeah. that, that but, stands out the most. But that that's my point. It's like those bank robbers who go in and they wear like a weird hat and yeah. nobody remembers anything, anything about but them the weird except hat. for the weird hat. Yeah. You think anybody paid attention to what anybody was saying during that debate other no. than what that guy was wearing? Because if anyone was watching it, I'm pretty sure not a whole lot were watching it the middle of the day, they were saying... Hey, who's the guy with a weird hat? Well, they watch it online now, though. It's just a good thing he didn't include a monocle. You know what? That would have been like the icing on the cake. How can you not want to vote for a dude in a monocle? Mayor Mr. Salty. Eric Eric Berzins. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and this other guy, Keith uh, Ruth, Ruthier, was supposed to be uh, part of the debate, but he declined. Or he didn't respond. Didn't respond. Could, yeah, because yeah, he didn't he didn't think he'd be respected on the set. I can't I can't uh, sit next to something like this. What is this? Well, I mean, me no the, way. Me and the guy in the top hat are fine, but I'm not going to sit next to that incumbent. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I didn't listen to any of it. The man might be, as I said, I, I got to believe that if he's the owner of a, success, a successful brewery, he m- probably is an intelligent guy. And uh, although I heard none of the audio of it, you know, he, he might have had some very good answers. I heard about five seconds of the audio, and, and, and but and, but not enough to really kind of judge the guy. Yeah. Yeah. But certainly enough to judge what he was wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's like uh, I, I suppose maybe that's maybe what he wanted. Maybe he felt like he wasn't getting uh, enough people talking about it. Or him. that's just his look. And here we are talking about exactly. him today. But Although we, no, nothing about the issues. No, we're talking about the hat yeah. mostly. But uh, issues don't really mean anything when it comes down to it. No, it's who's got the better look. Yeah, I'm going yeah. with top hat guy. <laughs> I don't know. About <laughs> Amtrak. You know, if Jose Tosado wore a top hat, yeah, yeah. he might have been able to beat Dom Sarno. Amtrak and Chicopee police are investigating an incident with Vermonter Train 55 Wednesday afternoon. They had a beef with Vermonter Train 55. Made 54 yes, look like a toy train. Amtrak spokesperson Jason Abrams said that around 2.45 p.m. Wednesday, uh, Vermonter Train 55 was traveling from Albans, Vermont, to Washington, D.C. when it came into contact with a person on the tracks west of Holyoke. Uh, no, uh, West it, of Holyoke? Yeah. It was in Chicopee. <clears throat> well, this is according to the Amtrak person. Oh, I They don't I usually see. go by yeah. the town. They just mm-hmm. go by where the location well, is. Well, I go by where the police came from, and the fact that it was on TV shown from Chicopee. With the Amtrak police as well. Yeah. No injuries were reported from any passengers on the train, according to... Uh, a Chicopee police, the person involved in the accident, was taken to a hospital for serious injuries. And you mean, according to police, west of Holyoke? Yeah, that's probably what I meant. As of, uh, are they the kind of people that get confused depending on which side of the highway they're standing on? Exactly. Well, that must be east, or that might be east, or sometimes it's both. As of 4.35 p.m., uh, Amtrak said the train was back on the move. It was running roughly 35 minutes late. Really? Because yeah. the TV channel said it was stopped for about an hour and 15 minutes. Well, so, unless they picked up speed. Well, they could they could have very well done that, yeah. or it could have been already early. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, but uh, uh, knowing uh, the way the railroad operates, they're all late anyway. Yeah, they, they were not early. Um, I got to tell you, when you when you can tell the man, they're, they're not disclosing 
A, his identity, or B, his condition, other than to say he is alive. Um, you know, when, when, you, uh, when you can tell a story, when you could sit in a bar some night and tell the people about how you got hit by a train, you're, you're the winner. You're the winner of the best story of the night. I mean, you know, how many people survive being hit by a train? Not that many. Exactly. Well, I guess uh, you would be the most popular person at the party. Yeah. You know, a bunch of people sitting around in the bar. and uh, Hey, uh, yeah, I tell you, I was in a six-car crash on the pike. Oh, yeah, well, Charlie over here uh, got attacked by a zebra at the zoo. Yeah, well, Bob here got hit by a train. And boom, the whole place just goes silent. Or, what? Or you got people saying, you know, it's always like that guy to try to one-up everybody with yeah, a better yeah. story. Yeah, well, he got it this time. A uh, 28-year-old man named Edward Rodriguez uh, walked into a Waffle House in Florida on Monday evening with his dog and announced that he was there to rob the place. He shouted, get on the ground, y'all getting robbed. He didn't appear to have a weapon, but he does raise his hands with his fingers in the shape of a gun. You know, I've been a Waffle House a couple I've been to Waffle House a couple times where I thought I was getting robbed. Yeah, he also admitted he was high and drunk. Oh, that's... Well, uh, but I mean, was he using the dog as his weapon? Was it a pit bull or was it a Labrador? I don't know. A, a the, golden uh, retriever. I think they probably would have mentioned if it was uh, a intimidating-looking dog. I'm trying to remember the story I read the other day of a guy who went into a place. I don't remember if it was a retail establishment or a bar or a bank or whatever it was. But he walked in with an unleashed pit bull, and I and I gotta tell you, I don't at that point I don't need to see a gun. Was he on fireball? I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, not that pit bull. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, he also admitted that he was high and drunk. The yeah. uh, robbery wasn't what uh, witnesses were expecting. Edward just wanted to grab some napkins, so he got some, got into his vehicle, drove off. But but wait a minute, he did announce that he was gonna rob everyone. Get on, the, get on the ground. Y'all getting robbed. And then he just took napkins and left. Yeah. But he did the finger bang before he left. The oh, finger yeah. Finger bang? Like, yeah. yeah. Bang, bang. He took his finger. No, I know. Like he not only didn't, he didn't just take his finger in the shape of a gun, though. He fired a, he fired off a he round. He said bang, bang. Yeah. And then got to, got in his car, got out, left the restaurant, got in his car and left. Yeah. But That's a little bit worse. Yeah. But he stole all those napkins? Yeah. yeah. What, are, what are people going to wipe their mouths with? Right, that's exactly what I'd like to know Jesus, about. this bastard. I mean, brandishing a weapon is one charge. Uh, discharging a weapon is another. Someone called 911, and the authorities identified Edward. They found him, and he admitted that he had been at the Waffle House to, quote, get some napkins. He, was also, he also said he was going to rob the place, but it's unclear why he didn't follow through, or maybe he did mean to rob them of the napkins. I don't know. Well, why did everybody have to get on the floor just so he could steal napkins? Because, you know, some people are very attached to the napkins that are on their table. Seems very unsanitary. Well, either way, he was charged with unarmed robbery and assault. Yeah, right. Did he steal the napkins from everybody else's tables, or did he just steal them from the, you know, the area where all the napkins and condiments are? Probably just the area that the napkins are. That would take way too long. Give me your napkins. Yeah, I know. You go from one table to the next. Finger bang, finger bang, finger bang. Don't they have uh, at, the, bullets. At, at the Waffle House, don't they have like the napkin dispensers, those little you know, little metal boxes? I got to tell you something. I don't believe I've ever been in a Waffle House. What? I've been to a Waffle House, but I don't think I've ever been. Yeah, I think I was in one once. Hey, you get your hash browns smothered and covered. Nah, no. Yeah. Um. You need napkins if you're going to eat at a Waffle House. It can get very, very sloppy. I told you the uh, one and only In-N-Out burger I ever went to. 
<coughs> excuse me, was in San Francisco. And uh, apparently in and out is a long time number one on the list of fast food places. Right. I was completely unimpressed. But uh, and there, uh, there's only one in all of San Francisco. Listen, you know, and all- it's and it's been closed because it refuses the mask mandate. How many times has that happened around here? Where we're uh, we finally get a restaurant? They're like, oh god, we're finally getting a Chick Fil A, and then the Chick Fil A comes in. And you're like, this really is nothing more than a fried chicken sandwich. Yeah, but have you the, seen the lines at the Chick-fil-A? Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't it mean just means, that it's good. It means that people are lemmings and think they're getting something better than they're actually no, getting. No. I, Chick-fil-A has been around in Chickabee long enough to... If the people were going to get turned off by the chicken sandwich, it would have already I, been... They're not, not getting turned off. It's not a bad chicken sandwich. The problem is it's it's not as great as everyone makes yeah, it out to it's, be. It's not the... Uh, the chicken sandwich on the pedestal that but, everybody but, makes it out to be. But the line is ten times longer than it is a quarter mile down the road at Popeye's or across the street at Five Guys. And Five Guys have a chicken sandwich. So why is the line so long at Chick-fil-A? Because people like to say, let's go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I don't, I don't know Chick-fil-A. about that. Let's uh, let's ruin our... Uh, let's try to go on Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. Oh, that's right. They're not open. Right. Mm. See, now to me, uh, a superior chicken sandwich would be the Popeye's chicken sandwich. That's... That's a superior product. And yet, you can go to Popeye's and probably not even see a line anymore. And that's, you know, to me, that's just, that's uh, shameful. Just too much hype. That's exactly what it Way is. Way too much hype. Well, the In-N-Out burger was nothing to shake a stick at. Well, no, of course not. That's what I'm talking about. You, you, went, you spent all that, to, you know, you finally find one of these things after how many years of hearing about it. Then you go to it, and you're like, eh, this wasn't even that boring. I know. I know. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 75. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 68. It's 51 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember back about eight years ago when the New England Patriots signed undrafted free agent wide receiver Ken Brell Tompkins out of the University of Cincinnati? Yeah, me neither. Ken Brell was the sort of fella that you might have been able to easily overlook despite 32 receptions for 466 yards and four touchdowns during his one and only season with the Patriots. He then went on to have a pair of mediocre seasons with the Oakland Raiders and the New York Jets before he was finally out of the NFL after three very remarkable NFL seasons. Well, today, he's looking at about four times that amount when he'll be sentenced in January after pleading guilty this week in federal court for, among other things, aggravated identity fraud and unauthorized use of device fraud and a few other gems as well. What did he hope to accomplish with all these federal crimes? Well, according to reports, Ken Brell was apparently stealing numerous identities to obtain COVID-related unemployment benefits out of the state of California. To make matters worse, he was doing it from his residence in South Florida. And the last time I checked my enormous stack of legal documents about the acts of egregious interstate fraud that sometimes happens from time to time, that sort of thing is against the law. And he was also charged with withdrawing money by using falsified ATM cards. Today, Ken Bell is looking at taking some much-needed time off in a federal prison for the next 12 years. But of course, he's not scheduled to be sentenced until soon after the first of the year, which gives him plenty of time to phony up some new quick identity scams just in time to tide himself over for the next few months. Now, you might think that a former NFL player wouldn't need to run identity scams to make a living, and yet... 
Here he is bilking the system and draining bank accounts when at least half that money had been set aside for pandemic relief. Now, I should also point out that Kembrell Tompkins happens to be the cousin of former Steelers, Raiders, Patriots, and Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown, proving that being an idiot can sometimes run in families. Nevertheless, let this be a lesson to all of us. Unless you have a dozen years to spare so you can rot in prison, committing acts of fraud is probably not such a good idea, and I would strongly advise you against it. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get off my lawn, that's what you say. But do those leaves leave? No, they don't. Until you go to Rocky's for a leaf blower, like a Craftsman, Ego, or Steel. Get a leaf blower today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 712 and Van Halen on Rock 102. Sun and clouds today, then tomorrow morning sun, afternoon clouds, and an Aquanet evening. With uh, a high tomorrow about 68, it is 51 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us next hour. We're going to talk about Patriot football. The Jets are uh, up next, and uh, we'll see what happens. They could actually use a, they could use a win at home. The Patriots. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, you know, I've never really uh, lied about this, and I think I've even talked about it on the air in the past. That uh, You got cancer. Uh, well, no, that that's not it. You um, want to be a cop. Okay. So the reason I wanted to be a cop, thank you, was, um, yeah, okay, I, I wanted to help people. <laughs> I wanted to make a difference. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Listen to you with that happy horse crap. <laughs> but the real reason was I wanted to be able to drive around with lights and sirens on and, and uh, you know, pass vehicles and uh, go through stop signs you know, you know a town I was in, so I didn't have a chance to go through lights because they don't have any lights in the town. Right. Um, and, and quite frankly, uh, the best the best ride I had because the, the town was so small that uh, any any response call that you would get, you were probably a couple of miles away. So you know, it was a rare occasion when I would go from say the northeast corner of town to the southwest corner. You know, traversing the entire town in one run. Right. Uh, so you know, I didn't get to use the lights and sirens as much as I wanted to. The the longest and bestest and funnest time was uh, when I uh, I had to go to Bay State Hospital with a, an individual, and then uh, when I was returning, and this was like four o'clock in the morning, uh, I was told that I was needed forthwith. And uh, so that meant... Boy, they must have been desperate. Yeah. Well, because the other officer was in, involved in something that required uh, assistance. So I went from Bay State Hospital to Hamden uh, in seven minutes. And again, it was four o'clock in the morning, got lights and sirens, and a good, par- a good portion of that ride, obviously, was on I-91. So, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't that dangerous. And then at four in the morning, there's not a lot of traffic on Sumner Avenue or Allen Street, for that matter. And then, boom, next thing you know, you're back in Hamden. The uh, story I read the other day is kind of kind of interesting. It's uh, it says that the overuse of lights and sirens combined with speeding pose heightened risk, not just to civilians, but to the emergency responders themselves and one expert called it a public health dilemma. I called it an absolute chubby. 
Yeah, see, I uh, I understand that, and I, and and you you would not have been the first cop I've uh, heard tell the same exact thing. That, mm-hmm. you know, part of the thrill of uh, being a cop is not about uh, you know being a public servant, no. but really about making a lot of noise and driving fast. Yeah, um, yeah, but you're also letting everybody else know get out of the way. So is you know, you know to me there's something. Uh, significantly important about the siren and the lights well, uh, because if people don't get out of the way then you can't go and help somebody as a public servant you might think that and that's certainly what i thought um but according to this study the use of lights and sirens have been shown to have little bearing on patient outcomes especially when you're talking here about medical calls more than a dozen studies estimated that lights and siren responses shaved 42 seconds to three minutes off the time of a uh, that it took to arrive at the scene of a call. Now, 42 seconds doesn't sound like much, but you know what? Three minutes? That's you a lot. You get a call of a baby not breathing? Three minutes is a lifetime. And even three minutes to the parents is going to feel like three hours. They said, according to the study, such responses were generally critical only in cardiac arrest calls. Um, but that when emergency medical responses were evaluated, for instance, in Salt Lake City, the difference between hot calls and cold calls, hot calls being lights and siren, cold calls meaning neither, amounted to an average of 26 seconds. All right, but let me ask you this. You know, when when you get a call that someone is in distress, you don't exactly know 100% what's going on Mm-mm. until you get there. Nope. I mean, you could... Someone could say, I think, uh, you know, my grandpa's having a heart attack, but he may not be having a heart might attack. Might not be. Might have heartburn. That happens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but nevertheless, you still have to be there in a, in a, in a quick, yep. timely fashion where, you know, you know, seconds count. You can't determine that unless somebody is actually there to determine whether or not it's a heart attack. They say emergency drivers are more likely to engage in risky behavior when they use lights and sirens. Duh. That's why you have the lights and sirens, because you need to get through traffic. Driving on the other side of the road is risky behavior, but that's what's got to be done. And the other thing they point out is other drivers sometimes respond in unpredictable ways, such as stopping right in front of a vehicle with a lights and siren instead of pulling out of the way. And, and believe me, the, the, the people's reactions sometimes really are. I remember in the academy when they trained us, they said, if you ever go, uh, and and to be honest, the part-timers, we didn't take the uh, emergency vehicle training, uh, but they still talked about it. If right. you go in a pair, if there are two cruisers following each other with their lights and sirens on, the second guy has better make sure that the, that the siren is really on because the average driver who will pull over for an emergency vehicle will immediately then pull back into traffic without looking to see if there's a second one. And I'm, oftentimes I'm, there can be, and there might be a crash. I'm always amazed because I've, I've been in a couple of situations, even recently, um, where people are just not pulling over. They're not getting out of the way. Well, and feel like, well, you know, they'll get around me. Mm-hmm. But you know, you if you oh, gotta, you mean they know that it's there. They know and they that don't it, get out of the way. There's no way you couldn't know that it's right. there because I mean they're screaming down the, the well, down the you know behind you. I didn't include this in in the portions of the article that I took, but they did tests. They did uh, distance tests with vehicles of a certain number of feet that uh, a vehicle was from an emergency vehicle with the siren on, 
uh, with the window open or with the window closed or with the sound system on inside the car. And, you know, and they had various distances when people would hear the siren. That's why you might notice in some towns now, actually, I think East Long Meadow is one of the towns that's got it. They have these uh, low wave uh, things now that that it, it sounds, uh, I can't describe the sound, but it's a it's a low radio wave thing that you actually feel before you even hear it. It, it, it has a feeling that will that will get your attention hmm. if, if they use it that way. Um, but, yeah, one doctor said, uh, killing nuns and children at crosswalks because you're running red lights and sirens for a mouse bite doesn't make any sense. Come on, Doc. Please. How often do you see nuns uh, as pedestrians? Together. I know. It Never just, happens. But they do say it creates an allure in helping uh, to recruit volunteers you know a lot of ambulances run on volunteers and a lot of those volunteers they want to do that because there's an adrenaline rush that uh, makes the response seem more exciting yeah. well listen i i'm sure for some cops uh you know early on in their careers that's a real big deal oh yeah but you Huge. know as you as you get older and maybe a little bit more mature and nah. wise with age you, you know it, it, it may not have the same kind of a rush of adrenaline but that doesn't mean that you are, you know, less interested in getting to where you need to go. You still got to get there, and you got to get there in a timely way. Well, so, you know, I mean, I as a motorist, to someone who doesn't, uh, you know, have a siren on their car, and I wish to God I did sometimes. Believe me, I do too. Yeah, uh, I get out of the way. I, I I get out of the way pretty fast. Don't make uh, don't make uh, sweeping generalizations about uh, age and maturation. When when you're the fifty year old rookie. You're as excited to have the lights and siren on as a 25-year-old kid. Yes. Just but as much if, fun. But if you were a 50-year-old cop and mm-hmm. you had already been at it for a good oh, yeah. 15, 20 years. Right. Then you, you don't even respond to the you call. Don't, you, you, well, you, you may be busy doing other things. Like you may be in a in a drive-thru waiting for your coffee. Yeah. Or uh, you, just, uh, you, know, you just don't have the same you, – you'd still do the job. You just may <clears> not have the same enthusiastic – response the other uh, thing that that makes it interesting too is two things first of all the the people who believe that cops use lights and sirens to get a donut or lunch um a lot of times first of all many cops will only use the siren to get through traffic and, and I, we keep saying cops ambulances are probably the same thing firemen are different i mean they love the sirens they'll turn it on the second they leave the firehouse they won't stop until they get to the house on fire but uh, but the police and the ambulances. No, but I'm glad you set yourself up for that one. Sometimes they only use it to get through traffic. So and other times there are times, especially for an emergency, multiple officers are being dispatched to the same location, and one of them might get there before the others and say, "You know what? This is uh, not an old man having a heart attack. It is heartburn," and then the cop who's on his way, turns off his lights and siren, and then just happens to pull into a place for lunch, and people assume that's what he was doing. He was using his lights and siren to get to Subway, mm, when wow. the truth is he was told to disregard. And the other thing, too, is that— well, I, But let's be honest. No one's in that much of a rush to get to a Subway. No, no, please. And, uh, and the other one is with the state police. You know, a lot of people complain when they see a state trooper going by them, you know, 85 miles an hour in the left lane. 
a lot of times is because they may be on a call and they don't turn on the lights and siren because the reactions of drivers, particularly people stupid enough to be using the left lane for travel instead of passing, uh, are are frightening. See, it, thought, it's uh, a possibility the person could panic and then the trooper ends up in an accident. I thought they were rushing to set up their deck chair for their no-show overtime oh, hours. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Actually, you think I, I set myself up. I heard directly from a trooper uh, that sometimes they're just going back to the barracks to go to the bathroom. That that, that could be At true, too. At 90 miles an hour. Well, I mean, these guys cover lots of ground, Steve. <laughs> you know, you got t- states out there where the counties are the size of a state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you go to Montana, you go to... Uh, you go to Iowa. You got counties out there the size of Rhode Island. You got to take a leak and you got to go back to the barracks to do it. There's got to be other places you yeah, can go. Yeah, you can go to a Chick Fil A. Not on a Sunday. Except on a Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, yeah. yeah but. It's seven twenty-four with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred and two. Seven twenty-eight with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred and two. You know, if you ever miss a Bax and O'Brien show, you don't have to worry about it. You can go to baxandobrien.com and download the daily podcast. It's also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And wherever you find podcasts, you can also check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Cassim uh, Sultan, who uh, who's played with uh, Utopia and Todd Rundgren and Meatloaf and Cheap Trick and a bunch of others. It's a pretty interesting interview. You can check that out on BaxnoBrian.com. Yeah, just to stay on uh, cops for a minute, because I was just watching the Today Show uh, during those commercials and this whole thing about the vaccination. Um, they were talking about the New York City police. They, they told you how many firefighters are not vaccinated, how many EMS workers are not vaccinated, and how many police are not vaccinated. And I saw another story earlier this morning where the state of Indiana is uh, putting out advertisements to the Chicago police to say, hey, listen, if you get fired because uh, you didn't get vaccinated, come over to Indiana. We'll hire you. Uh, we don't need a vaccine. And, and it made me realize, you know, like over the course of the last 35 years, um, vests – Bullet-resistant vests have become mandatory in many police departments. 30 years ago, some guys wore them, some didn't. You'd maybe buy it yourself if you wanted it that bad. And Mm -hmm. then eventually they became uh, department or town-provided pieces of equipment that were as mandatory to wear as the gun. And there were no, that I'm aware of, there were no unions that we're all upset saying, look, I should be allowed to make a personal choice. You know, if I don't want to wear a vest because of how hot it is and how much uh, weight it adds and, you know, how uncomfortable it is to sit in a car for eight hours with that thing on, I choose not to wear it. They couldn't do that. But you got these these union presidents all standing up saying, you know, you can't, you can't make us take this vaccination. I, I don't. I, I just made this <clears throat> analogy this morning. I can't believe I'd never thought of this before. The difference is, though, um, is that you have a right to medical privacy, whereas, you know, if you choose not to wear a piece of equipment, it's not because, uh, you know, your employer doesn't have to not know about it because of your right to privacy. That's your that's your choice and your risk. Yeah, but your your right to privacy or your right to not wear a vest doesn't really endanger anybody else. Your refusal to be vaccinated well, endangers everybody. Else. Well, that's exactly right because, and we've said this before. You know, I, you know, we all have rights, and we can all claim that our constitutional rights are being infringed upon. But if my constitutional rights and then wind up infringing upon your constitutional rights, well, well then you've got a, then you've got, uh, then you've got a problem. There's also a separation between constitutional rights 
and union rights. True. That's the thing that gets me is these union presidents that are all saying, you know, we're not going to back down on this. Well, you know, you've taken things like vest mandatory and not argued about it I, that I can remember. I mean, maybe somebody did somewhere, but it doesn't seem like a smart thing to do. But then again, neither is not taking the vaccination. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Rock 102's Pro... 736. The Baxson and O'Brien of Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The FBI confirmed Wednesday that authorities have found, quote, what appears to be human remains at the site where they were searching for Brian Laundry. Michael McPherson, special agent in charge of the FBI's Tampa office, said, also said authorities found personal items nearby, including a backpack and a notebook, and they believe that they belong to Laundry. They found discarded laundry out in this uh, preserve. <laughs> yeah. Discarded laundry. Get it? Don Henley was not there to uh, yeah, right. Sit, so right. Now that's just dirty. It, it's kind of, there's so many things about this case that just make you wonder you know, what the truth is and when we'll find out the truth. So the parents of laundry are the ones who went to the FBI and said, hey, listen, uh, here's, a, here's this trail that our son used to love uh, to hike on, and uh, we want to go with you. We want to we want to accompany you on this search, and, and and by the way, a few weeks ago when you were watching this search being done on uh, airboats and uh, kayaks and things like that, it's because the area where they found these human remains previously was underwater, and the water receded. And it's kind of cool too to think about what it looks like under a swamp. It just looks like regular, you know, regular grassy areas mm-hmm. covered in water. And once the water goes away, you wouldn't even know it used to be there. It kind of made me, when I was watching it last night on the news, kind of made me wonder, like, what what would it look like if we drained the oceans? Well, it would look like the Grand Canyon. That's one of the facts I learned out of the Grand Canyon. In some places it would, yeah. The Grand Canyon yeah. actually used to be underwater. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's very cool. But, but the idea that the parents are the ones who said to the FBI, hey, we want to go with you, and then boom. Here's the kid's uh, backpack and, and and other stuff. Just kind of makes you wonder, you know, how much are these parents involved? Well, so uh, here's uh, my speculation. Uh, you're not going to find out the truth until Keith Morrison presents it on a Dateline episode. And that, that's probably but true. But why? Yeah, and until it goes on the record. He was lost after a hiking trip. Or, or was, was he? he? Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. And, uh... And again, and if you're the uh, Petito parents, I, I just I don't know how they kept it together all this time anyway. But I, I don't know these these laundry parents. They just seem like they have some role in this. Just to go back to that uh, water draining thing. Remember when they did the the, the ponds down here in Springfield? And they found the water those, shop ponds, those yeah. Cars and everything. Well, they still are. Yeah, they're still drained now. Right, but they they found uh, what I'm saying is once it was gone, they found yeah. all these cars yeah. and all these uh, different items that bodies. Were just, right, I don't know about small bo- towns. I don't, they, I don't think they found any bodies in there. Did they? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. They didn't. I, when I was well, a, when I was a kid in our, our backyard, we had like a, a like a small stream, and on one side of the stream was kind of like a like a swamp, and uh, you know every summer, uh, gators, it, no, but it would dry up. I mean, it would just evaporate, and there'd be nothing left. And then you get a couple of rainstorms, you know, in the in the in the fall, and then all of a sudden you got your stream back. But you know, you go back there, and it's 
it's gross is yeah. what it is. I mean, it yeah. never turns into like a dry, sandy area. It's all mucky, gross stuff. So if you're walking through that stuff, trying to search for stuff, you know, evidence, a body, whatever it might be, that's gross work. Well, I mean, it, you, you've heard the stories of the history of the Quabbin. I mean, th- there were towns that were there yeah. that were flooded. And, and I think there's... I think all this stuff from the town is still there. You still got you got underwater gas stations. You got underwater uh, uh, houses. You got underwater uh, cars stopped at lights and stuff. I think they just flooded it once without any notice. Well, you got like any. <laughs> I'm you pretty got... sure they told everybody to get the <laughs> no, hell out. You got like any so. uh, any quarry area where they actually you know wind up getting to the point where they broke you know to the water surface. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's vehicles at the bottom of that water. Is, yeah. you know, there's work equipment down there. Yeah, there's uh, the Beckett Quarry, uh, obviously in Beckett. Right. Uh-huh. It's it. The, this one of the signs says because it's run by like a trust now that uh, takes care of the land. Yeah. But it, one of the signs says, and it's everybody's true, welcome to come in, kneel down, and pray. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that signs. Oh, I hate that song. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't recognize it. Um, no, they, it says that it looks like the lo- workers just left one day for lunch and never came back. And there's all these, like, empty shells of vehicles. There's, and- there's one here in East Longmeadow. Same thing, the, yeah. Ho- the old Hoover Quarry. They, if you, what? If, yes. Yeah, there's a quarry in East Longmeadow. Yeah, they, they, used, they used to mine uh, those redstones. And, and what happened is at one point they hit the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, the water started to come up, and they left stuff back there. Huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. true story. Yeah, I, how do they just leave all the equipment? Don't they need some of that equipment? Yeah, yeah, but sometimes you hit the water, and all you can do is get the hell out of there. Right, but I'm, I'm talking about, like, at this place, there's, like, trucks still out there. That's like, what I'm saying. Nobody might be, wanted that truck? There might be drivers still in those trucks. I don't know about that. I'm telling you, the quab, and nobody had to notice. Uh, the Enfield Police Department is asking for the public's help in finding a woman wanted for three active warrants. Police are looking for Rebecca Kurth, who currently has three active warrants for her arrests, which totals to $65,000 worth of bonds. How, uh, how old is she? Uh, she looks like to be in her 30s. Uh, she looks Where like she's this? had a little bit of a rough time. This 22? The, uh, 22, but the Enfield Police Department Facebook page has the, uh, uh, has the picture. Oh. The department posted the information on social media calling the uh, hashtag Wanted Wednesday that features uh, individuals wanted by police. I like that. Wanted Wednesday. That's like two for Tuesday here at Rock 102. That is kind of cool. They also have uh, Tased Tuesday. Tased Tuesday. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If you you give a cop a hard time in Enfield on a Tuesday, you're going to pay for it. You sure it's not uh, Tuned Up Tuesday? Uh, They used to be that. Now it's Tased. Oh, yeah. No, she looks like she's had a bad day. Yeah. They did this last week, and the girl... commented on social media on the Facebook page of Enfield Police, I'm right here. Turns out she's in Florida. <laughs> That's right. Right? Yeah. But uh, they haven't found her yet. Come and get me. Yeah. You've seen that happen before, and the police eventually do come and find you. Of course they do. Because you're an idiot. You're just stupid enough to do that. This woman, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. Was this Ash Wednesday? No, that's that's not the sign <laughs> of the cross. I believe oh. that's some sort of, uh, some sort of uh, goose egg on a coconut. Oh. The uh, Westfield police are looking for the public's help for information on the theft of a dirt bike and a three-wheeler. According to the uh, police, they were stolen Monday night or early Tuesday morning on Towpath Lane, a cul-de-sac off Little River Road. 
The three-wheeler is currently not running and is a rare model that was only made for two years, making parts hard to come by. Well, it's going to be even harder to come by the entire bike. Uh, if you have any information, you're asked to contact Detective Coach at the Westfield Police. What if he was a, what if he was a soccer coach? They'd call him Coach Coach. Coach Coach. Kind of like, uh, what was it, uh, the, the film? Oh, my God. Now I'm, I'm uh, uh, oh. brain farting. Bob Newhart plays Major Major. It's, oh, a, it's yes. a Kurt Vonnegut uh, story. And why don't, why don't know why I'm uh, blanking on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Major Major. Uh-huh. He, you know, he could have been a captain, but instead he was a major. There's a, I think there's a Chickabee cop with the same name. I don't know what his rank is. But uh, yeah, it is kind of weird. Like officer, officer? No, I don't. I don't think it's it's cop, cop, or sergeant, sergeant. It could be sergeant, sergeant. Yeah, or lieutenant, lieutenant. No, yeah, see now that, that yeah. see at that point, I'd, I'd look for some something else to do. Mm. You don't think there's parents out there that would name their child lieutenant? No, I don't. No. Lou tenant. Yeah, exactly. Tenant. Yeah, yes, lieutenant. yes, lieutenant Lou tenant. <laughs> the FDA. Appears uh, ready to move forward with approving both Moderna and the Johnson & Johnson booster shots, as well as mix-matching of boosters. Oh, I love to mix-match. Sure. Why be all matchy-matchy? You can get all three uh, different brands for the price of one. As early as uh, yesterday, the uh, agency uh, could... Well, it says as of, as of as early as Wednesday, which was yesterday, because they didn't update the story. Right, The agency not. could authorize those fully vaccinated to receive a booster shot... Different from the brand they initially received. I got my third one yesterday. You did you? The third was it the same yeah, as the was, first two? It was the Pfizer one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got all three, and I got a gift certificate to the Cummington Creamery. No kidding. <clears throat> yep. That's what you got for getting vaccinated. Well, I was planning on getting the booster anyway, and uh, you know, I was told, uh, hey, you should go to CVS to get that done because CVS apparently does them pretty quickly. And then we had a robocall the other night from uh, their school district saying they were running a clinic last night at the school. <laughs> so I went down there, and you get a $25 gift card to an area business. And that's an the area you- business of their choice? Or your choice. Well, it was there, it's both because they only had a finite number of these things. Right. So whatever was left. Yeah. And I had been to the other two places, uh, which were all good businesses, but uh, I had never been to the Cummington Creamery. So I took that one. Hmm. I can't say I blame you. Huh? Good choice. Depending on what the other two were, but uh, so it's kind of weird. They say that uh, with the um, with the vaccine for the kids, yeah, they're going to be prepackaged, so you'll be able to get them at your general practitioner's office, the drug stores. Um, uh, they gave like three examples last night on NBC News, and I can't remember what they are. They're not, you know, nobody's. Nobody's having to fill vials from uh, bottles with corks in them. These are all prepackaged individual syringes, which certainly sounds like an easier way to do things. So uh, you got the Pfizer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. So I got the Moderna. And I know that, I mean, the, the, the FDA, I think it was yesterday, granted emergency youth author- authorization for Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. So, I mean, are they ready to go right away? I didn't hear them things? saying the emergency use of the Johnson & Johnson. The, yeah, this uh, according to I, I'm on a website now for uh, CBS News. That's a relatively uh, reliable source. Um, CBS News, CBS. Oh, okay. CBS. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so I mean, I, I don't. If a booster is offered, I'm going to take it. But I don't. I want to know. You know, 
how soon could I get it? That's what I'd like to know. Uh, I don't know. Because yeah. I, I love the first two shots. My arm is killing me this morning. Oh, yeah. My arm is killing me, and I had this wicked headache, uh, like probably within a couple hours after getting it. Oh, yeah. Uh, excruciating pain. I felt like uh, I felt horrible after that second shot. First shot, piece of cake. Second one, not so much. Well, this is the third one, so I, I know. know I'm got I got more juice in me. Yeah. I'm like super immune. Now. You're, you're twice as immune now. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go around maskless yeah. gonna, in, in a Jiggy's Cafe to do some gambling. This yeah, not yeah, saliva just bounces off your chest yeah. like, like like bullets against Superman. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 68. It's 52 right now. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 7.57 and the Jay Giles Band of Rock 102. Oh, that's a load of cod swallop. What? It's a, it's a load of cod swallop. Oh, well, I don't even know what that means. I didn't, I didn't either until about 30 seconds ago. Oh, there's a story on uh, the Today Show about uh, China having this big disinformation campaign. You know, the government over there determines or decides what you see on the Internet. And Oh, you, the way like every government does. Yeah, well, uh, probably much worse than others. And, uh, and now they're starting this disinformation campaign. Uh, apparently, there is a rumor out there that the coronavirus was actually transported to the world and to China through Maine lobsters. And uh, apparently the head of the Maine Lobster Fishermen's Organization uh, called that a bunch of cod swallop. Only a New Englander could say a word like cod swallop, and it seems to make some sort of sense. That everybody's got all, all the fishermen, all the all the lobster fishermen are going, hey, he's right about that. Yeah, that rusty scuppa sure, certainly was correct on that one. That's I, sure, I agree swallop. with that cod swallop thing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a like some sort of intestinal condition. Yeah. I got a bad case of the cod swallops. Usually those are like British terms. Yeah. You know, like uh, gobsmacked. Yeah, right. Uh, cod swallop. I uh, once asked my physician, should I worry about uh, poppycock? And he uh, he had no real answer for me. I once asked uh, a guy in a bar if he knew where I could find some. <laughs> Do you want to know his answer? Yeah, yeah, meet me at the dumpster in about 10 <laughs> minutes. It's 7.58. Uh, Scott Zolak coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. Save yourself 30% on all... F- it's 8.12 with Bax and O'Brien on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high again of about 75, and then it starts to cool down tomorrow. But uh, 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Steve is trying to uh, contact Scott Zolak right now. Trying to? Trying to. Hmm. Went right to voicemail the first time around. Voicemail, eh? Yeah, that's right. Voicemail. At exactly the time that we would be calling Scott every week. Right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So far, it doesn't seem to be... Well, Ready to go. What I meant to say earlier then was uh, mix of sun and clouds today, and then tomorrow morning sun, afternoon clouds, and the fortnight. Right, fortnight. T- tomorrow, yeah, because yeah, uh, 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 Oktoberfest continues. No, uh, a fortnight is when uh, Scott Zolak's going to pick up his phone eventually. Uh, oh, I two see. Weeks yeah. span. Two weeks later. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yesterday I was not here, right? What? What? Yeah, I know. I don't know if you guys Sound noticed. Like you Steve, right did you know this? Sound like you were right here in the studio. No, I, I I took the uh, the day off. I, uh, I I I went with a friend, a high school friend of mine, to go see a concert in uh, Fall River, 
Is that a phone? That's ringing? a phone ringing right there. Where is that ringing? Where is that? Yeah. A, a, a it's ringing. Believe that's coming from a phone. That's from another studio, uh, another oh. radio station. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then uh, there right. you go. Hmm. So, uh, so I went to this show, and uh, you know where. Fall River. Fall River. At this uh, at the small little venue called the Narrows. It's actually uh, it's a pretty cool little place. It's not what you would call like a like a normal concert venue, but it was very very cool. Is and, this but, what you did Tuesday night? In other words, I did it Tuesday night. Yeah. Spent the night in uh, in uh, in West Westport, Mass, mm-hmm. and uh, you know came home yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so I was home by like uh, noon. But you know. You and I both like uh, seeing live music, right? You like going out and seeing shows. Sure. Like anybody else. So they're doing it. uh, It's very interesting how this place is doing it. And they're kind of like setting the standard for a lot of other venues for concerts. So So in other words, you're not just buying the tickets to the show. But they're also requiring you to present a vaccination card uh-huh. to get in. Sure. Like, you know, if you go on their website, the Narrows tells you they have a very strict, uh, you know, uh, bunch of protocols. Like, even sure. if you have the tickets and you don't have the vaccination card, they're not going to let you in. They What's make, the uh, capacity on this place? Uh, Probably just a couple hundred people. Oh, that's it? Okay. It's, yeah, real tiny, real intimate. So really tight. No, not really. No, I wouldn't say it was really tight. I mean, people were... Seats or standing? uh, Seats. Okay. So, I mean, they had everybody distanced, you know, properly. Mm -hmm. It it looked a little bit like almost like a a dinner theater. But uh, you could bring your own booze, your own food. Is that our uh, phone? Is that our phone? All right. Uh, Just tell okay. them we don't have time. Yeah, tell them uh, we'll have we're, to do it later. We're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so, but you could bring your, your your you could bring your own stuff. So you, we had a cooler of things, and 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 that was cool. But I'm but I've never had to be in a situation for anything I've done since uh, the pandemic where I had to present the vaccination card. Did you have it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I thing. had it. Yeah. I had it because because and and you know I never take it with me because. What reason do I have to present it to anybody? You don't have it in your phone. That's not good enough. They need. They need really, the, really. They 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 need the physical card to be oh, presented. Oh man, it's it's and they're very specific. It has to it has to be the card, and it can't be uh like a like a copy. Wow. Uh, and or it can't be you know, a, a digital image. Jesus, I can get on an airplane and fly anywhere in the world now. With a thing on my phone. Yeah. I can't show my vaccination status with a picture of my card. It's not enough because That's there are crazy. plenty because there are plenty of people who have been falsifying these things and until you can present yeah. the actual card, you know, anyone can, you know, phony up a document online. Yeah, but they but they can phony up a copy of a card a physical, tangible copy of a card just as easily as they could uh, well, falsify a picture of one. Ain't that the thing? I mean, of course, anyone can you know get a a, a photocopy and do it on the right paper yeah. stock and just print away. But that's not uh, what that wasn't going to be good enough. Is Scott Zolak on hold? No, he's not. Oh, he's not. No, okay. no, we, I, I told him. Uh, I said, hey, "You ruined it. You, you yeah. screwed it up for yourself. Uh, this is the last chance. I'm sorry." Did you? Yeah, we'll talk to him. Was that time. really him calling though? It was him calling, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, it's Zo." And like, did you tell him it's too late? Because that's his nickname, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, oh, I was polite with him, and I said, uh, "You know what? We're too late into the bit. They're already talking about something else. We'll just do this next week." And, are, you, and, are you sure? Because I can do the next break. Yeah, no, no. You, you, uh, you have a break. 
that you're supposed yeah, to do. A break from us. And uh, and also, uh, nah, I don't want to get yeah, into don't get, too much of that. Yeah, no, stuff. listen, it's a good relationship. Yeah, no, no sense uh, spoiling it. So but, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was very weird that, you know, that's that because, you know, like everybody else, when you get the card and you get vaccinated, you, the first thing I did was take a picture yeah. of it, put it on my phone. Both put sides. It on my, both sides. I also took a picture of the, because I didn't bring my card in with me to get the booster, which I should have done. But because I didn't, they gave me a separate piece of paper that indicated, you know, the date and the location of where I received the booster shot. And I took a picture of that too. I mean, and I, I would, still have both physically. Right. And I would think if you had just the uh, the card that says, I got a booster shot, it indicates you got the first two anyway. So yeah, you that would, one would so. That one would be enough. But in this situation, uh, they're very, very specific. Did you know that too? Know which one? That they that a fact that a picture or an image was yes. not going to work. Yes, you knew that. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, and I had interviewed somebody uh, a, a while back that was also uh, playing at the Narrows, and they said that they they're kind of ahead of the curve as far as you know concert venues around the country, and a lot of places around the country are kind of following their lead specifically because they're so adamant about making sure that anyone going there is healthy enough. Well, to do so, and I think that's a good idea. But, but I still think the, you know, the first of all, the uh, for a hundred seat venue, it's no big whoop. If uh, if Gillette Stadium is gonna make sixty thousand people uh, all show their card, and it has to be the physical card, it can't be a picture on your phone. Uh, you're never gonna get into the game. Um, I, I just uh, that seems weird. I mean, like I said, for all the things you now can have on your phone, we're talking about driver's licenses. Hopefully, one day being digital. Yeah. Um, in in the not too distant future. Yeah, but I but they're not there yet with that kind of technology, and they're and they're not there yet where you have uh you know a way to scan. If it were if there were like a QR code along with it. Yeah, uh-huh. that maybe it, well, there it, is a QR code on your license on the license, but not on the vaccination card. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, if there are yeah. a way to trace it, you know, electronically that way, then you could say, okay, then maybe, maybe a digital, you know, right. image of it would be enough. Well, but why I, didn't anybody think of that? I I, that I don't know. Hard to believe. Like I said, you can use plane tickets. You can, you know, I go hey, to CVS. They want to see your driver's license. They are also scanning the barcode on when, the back of it. When we're doing contests now, uh, in at events. You're scanning a QR code. Yeah, you're not filling out an entry blank anymore. We're just you know you use your phone, you put it on the code. Oh my you, God, we put the entry blank business out of business. The entry blank business is hanging on by a thread. Oh man, totally. We used to buy those things by the bulk. I know, and now we don't do it. So now you don't even have to touch anything but the phone you came in with. Huh? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. But uh, yet, it's a major advance. Get yourself a vaccination, and you got to have the card. Yeah. Look, I I get. It. You know, some places they got to see your birth certificate, they got to see your social security card. But uh, I mean, come on, the vaccination—it's a—it's a—it's a 21st century dilemma, disease, yeah. pandemic. Well, it should be a 21st century ability to prove that you're protected. You'd have to present an ID if you had tickets at will call, right? Uh-huh. You'd have to prove that it's you. So that you're not taking somebody else's tickets that were, you know, designated for somebody else or okay. whatever. Would they take a picture? Would they accept a picture of your driver's license? I don't think they would. Man, I'm never going to this place. 
Well, I don't know of any concert venue that would accept a digital image of your of your driver's license really? at this point. I mean, wow. I think I think you'd probably have to present an ID. You know, if you're doing like a, like a, a a will call pickup. Yeah, I, I think I, you'd I, have I, to prove it that, that it's you. I, I man, oh man. Well, you are proving that it's you. Yeah. There's a picture of my driver's license which has a picture of me on it. Yeah, but that's the that's not how the way the world works. I, I didn't want to start testing places. And as far as you know, this place goes, you know. It, it, so there, there were people who were wearing masks, even in spite of the fact that you had to show your your, your vaccination card. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were I the people I was with. I was with a, a buddy of mine and his wife, and my daughter Sophie went with us. So you know, I know where those people are 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 hanging at, and they're all vaccinated. How do you know where they're hanging at? They live all the way over near the other side of the state. Uh, I trust them, and then. Uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm checking there. Because before I even entered their house, I said I'd like to see a vaccination card. Oh, okay, and not a copy of it. No, not a digital copy. I want the actual hard cardboard copy of your uh, of your documents. And uh, but you know, I, I didn't feel like we were in any risk of of catching anything, as opposed to trying to cram 177,000 people in the Big E waiting in line for a baked potato. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Will Reichelt has proven himself to be quite a powerful man. Uh, article on Mass Live this morning at like five this morning that said uh, Reichelt to appeal to health board to adjust or loosen mask restrictions. And by the time I'm watching 22 News at 5 a.m., it's already the story done. is it's already done. Yeah. Wow. How yeah. about that? He that, doesn't. That Reichelt really gets it done. Kid doesn't screw around, does he? No. No, he not. does not. And by the way, this was a much better conversation than if we had talked to Scott Zolak. That's not true. Scott Zolak has been that's uh, Well, but I, I got to participate in this one. Well, that's your choice. Well, no, it's it's based on my knowledge and <laughs> lack thereof. It's uh, 820. Well, that's why it makes it a, a better conversation. <laughs> it's 823 in Rock 102. 28 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Oh, 828. I had something I want to talk about, but I don't know if we've got enough time now. Well, we, we I mean, we have uh, like 850. <laughs> Got that? Yeah, I know. We got that. Uh, uh, yeah. I mentioned the cod swallop already, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, no, you, you got to that. Yeah, I mentioned the uh, we talked about the uh, F A Rod and F Biden on the uh, uh, post game. Yeah, we, yeah, we did that already. We, talked about the In and Out Burger uh, closing in San Francisco. We talked about the guy uh, with the hat from the uh, East Hampton mayoral debate. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at my list of the things we talked about. My attempt at online gambling, uh, the lights and sirens, the mayor. Yeah, yeah. I think I got enough here to fill. Uh, yeah, the eight fifty thing is where I'll I'll put this conversation I wanted to have uh, about the uh, twenty two news I team. So we just had a conversation about the thing we want to talk about, right? But not actually talk about that thing exactly we want to talk about. It's what you could call a tease. We tease the idea that coming up at eight fifty. We're going to talk about the I team at 22 News. All right. Well, that's uh, I guess that's what you could call it. Yeah. It's called the Entertainment Tonight Effect. Uh, you remember that guy? No. What's that <laughs> voice? That was the guy who had two for Tuesday all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, it's the Entertainment Tonight it, Effect. You know, we, you just uh, tease it and it'll we, come up later. Well, yeah, I, love, I love a good inside joke like anybody we, else. We don't, <laughs> really, really, we don't really have time for any of this. <laughs> no, we don't. We got news next to Rock 102. 833 with Baxon O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Servio Locksmith. They got a key for that. 
is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Springfield Mayor Dom Dom is the recipient of the 2021 Providers Council Municipal Official of the Year Award. Congratulations. Wow. Who, must- who's this group? Uh, the uh, 2021 Providers Council's Municipal Official of the Year Award. Providers Council? I don't know. It's a mental health thing. Oh, Sarno okay. and other aware, uh, awardees were honored as part of a three-day series of virtual events at the 46th Annual Convention. Imagine that. It's been going on for 46 years, and we're just hearing about it today for the first time. Unbelievable. Uh, we might have heard about it before, but do we know who came in second? Uh, I have no idea. But uh, Mayor Dom Dom said, I am truly humbled and honored to receive this recognition. Our human service sector individuals are unsung heroes. I want to thank both the Gandara or Gandara, I don't know how the French say it, Center and the MHA. That's the Mental Health Association for all you dingbats that don't know how to spell acronyms out correctly. Uh, Did he refer to them actually as dingbats? Yeah, not not the people at the mental health. Oh, okay. People who the, can't recognize right. what what, what right. thing stands for. Right. Uh, I humbly accept this award on my behalf of all my cabinet on heads my down. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down to our dedicated rank and file personnel uh, who have been tested true and true a number of natural and man-made disasters. Bing bang boom. Got a blast. You know, I think. Anytime you receive a, uh, a, a any kind of honor or award or recognition, I think you should always try to integrate the word dingbat yeah. <laughs> into yeah. your acceptance speech. I'd like to thank all you dingbats for voting for us. Listen up. Does uh, Nicole LaChapelle have one of these? I don't think so. Dingbat. David Nockowitz? Dingbat. Doesn't have one of these. Not, neither does that even even that Willy Wonka character who wants to run in East Hampton. Yeah, yeah Dr. Demento. He's a dingbat, too. <laughs> that dingbat who's filling in in Holyoke doesn't have one of these awards. <laughs> that little right out with his grandpa over there, neither one of them two dingbats have one either. Uh, uh, that feels good. It does. Just get it out of your system. You yeah. know, it's just a few. Didn't even know I had really it in my good. system. Amtrak and Chicopee police are investigating an incident with Vermonter Train 55 Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> what? The fact that you include that number 55. Well, I, they did. No, but, but where are you reading 22 from? News. They, yeah. they didn't, though, when I saw the story last night. When they did the story, they didn't mention it was 55. Somebody got railroaded in Chicopee. Yeah. yeah. Amtrak spokesperson uh, Jason Abrams said that around 2.45 p.m. yesterday afternoon, Vermonter Train 55 was traveling from Albans, Vermont, to Washington, D.C. Is it Albans? St. Albans. St. Albans, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. Well, who's messing up the Saints now? The same some, one who's messing up the 55. Some dingbat. Yeah. Some dingbat over there. <laughs> <laughs> when it came into contact with a person on the tracks west of Holyoke. <laughs> west of Holyoke. It's also called Chicopee. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Geography. Yeah. Well, it was the fact that the Chicopee police responded, I think, that gave it away. Uh, no injuries were reported from any passengers on the train. According to uh, Chicopee police, the person involved in the accident was taken to a hospital for serious injuries. As of uh, 4.35 p.m. yesterday, Amtrak said the train was back on the move and was running roughly 35 minutes late. They did say serious injuries? Yes. Yeah, see, that's the first time I heard that, too. But, I mean, you know, you get hit by a train. I would think you'd have at least serious injuries. Yeah, uh, it's probably not fun. 
No, but I mean, you know, how many times do you hear somebody hit by a train and they 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 die? I mean, you know, there's not a lot of people who walk away unscathed from a. Uh, although, you know, once again, that plane crash down in Houston, they did that. Uh, they did that story again on the news last night. It was a uh, 21 people, 18 people were coming up to the ALCS game in Boston. Three crew members on the plane as well, and and it's funny they said uh, they said on the news last night. The black boxes have been recovered, so the ability to uh, find out what happened should be easier now. Yeah, the fact that the pilot and the co-pilot lived should make it pretty easy, too. Yeah, but, Duh. Then, but they could lie about it. Yeah, they could lie. You, can you really trust a pirate, yeah. pilot? I would think that you probably would, or hope that you would, even if he screwed up and it was pilot error. Um, Sir, you're phone seems to indicate that you were taking a snap when this uh, <laughs> when the plane was supposed to be uh, no i didn't uh snaps disappear you can't tell <laughs> we actually subpoenaed snapchat and they provided us with the penis picture that you were sending from the cockpit no i wasn't intended <laughs> no i wasn't <laughs> not my penis well that's the thing it's like yeah they need that box to you know Put that information all together yeah, to make no, sure that I, they're not. Uh, it, it will confirm it, but I mean, yeah. you're lucky. You're still lucky to have statements from a pilot and a co-pilot because they didn't die either. I'm sure they know exactly what went wrong. Uh, be he, uh, before he exploded onto uh, the Bay State's political scene in 2007 with eyes on the governor's seat, Deval Patrick met with Springfield Mayor Charlie Ryan as a first-timer hoping to unlock the secrets of a successful campaign. Looks like it didn't really work out. Following Ryan's death uh, at 94 this week, the former two-term governor and presidential candidate recalled the first time he met Ryan at Springfield City Hall. I was a nervous first-time candidate making my way around the state and introducing myself to people in the mighty and the meek when I first met Charlie Ryan. Mayor Ryan was a stalwart and a legend in Springfield. I can't think of a good reason why he would give any time to an unknown newbie like me, but he did. Who is that? That's Deval Patrick. I thought that was Jane Swift. No. No, and, she sounds much manly. And then Mayor Dom Dom steps in and goes, uh, that dingbat uh, Deval! <laughs> God bless America that he's not our governor no more. <laughs> Supply chain issues uh, continue and are now affecting uh, important car parts. Any part involving metal has almost been impossible to get, like brakes and engine parts. Well, Isn't that nearly every part for a car? Say, thank God well, I got that new rubber car. you got to think some of the stuff is fiberglass. What some balsa wood replacement parts? But it's even hard to find oil and oil filters from suppliers, forcing people to go longer than usual without their transportation. Robert Smigel. I didn't know Robert Smigel owned a car care place in western Massachusetts. I'll be damned. Yeah. Things probably didn't from go so well for him. Quality Auto Care says nothing like this has ever happened before. Normally we can call the parts store, and later in the day we've got the parts. Now it's taking a day, two days, and sometimes even weeks to get parts. This is what's going on with my, uh, my tractor. Oh, really? Yeah. They finally got the engine in after, like, a month. You have a tractor of, that's need, in need of a new engine? The engine blew up on it. Uh, you blew and, the uh, engine, huh? I blew the engine. Hmm. Hey, just fix my tractor and leave my private life out of this. <laughs> you uh, uh, were not putting oil in it? No, there was a faulty radiator hose that was uh, leaking into the yeah. engine. Faulty so radiator The good thing hose. is everything's covered. The bad news is there's nobody there to fix it. Because they're having uh, they're having problems with a like a tech, like having a tech there. Gotcha. So lack of employees and uh, short supply and a lot of work 
causing all kinds of problems. Yeah, that is a lot of work. No, no, I mean like if you uh, like, for instance, my my bike. Okay, I mm. need. There's something wrong with the headlights because I all I changed them both the last time. Not because I needed both. I only needed one. But you got to take the whole front of the bike apart to get to the headlights. So I said, well, then go ahead and change them both. That way we won't have to do this again. Six week backup. Six weeks. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened. You're trying to get a, try to get a, I don't know what would be harder to get fixed right now. Supply chain issues aside, I don't know what would be harder to get fixed right now. A lawnmower or a snowblower? Um, I guess it depends on where you go and what the parts are needed. Right. But I mean, in other words, are there more lawnmowers breaking down while people need them? Or are there more snowblowers not starting now that people are trying to get ready for the season, yeah, and, and that's hard to tell because you know, you know people who who's, you know, people if they're using their snowblowers right now, they're just you know testing to make sure they can they're they're right. starting. And if they don't, they got to go to the shop so that right. by the time it snows, it's fixed. But it might not be. I mean, I, I've had a, a mower problem all season long. It's like it, it's impossible to find a guy. There used to be a guy locally. He went out of business. Went out of you know, business. He went out of out of business. Due to a lack of work? I don't know. Or, or you're retired? I don't really know. Closed mm. his business. I don't know. I don't have any uh, any answers. Mm. But uh, You've been dealing with this for a while. Now, is it really the issue with the mower or the lack of interest on your part to get said mower fixed? Well, see, there's a combination of the mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I, not only, I, I know I'm going to have to wait forever, and I know it's going to be a costly uh, you know, repair, and I don't feel like doing either one of them. Well, if you got to wait forever, you might as well wait with them having it in their possession than you having it in yours. Oh, you're splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a uh, confused boyfriend was faced with a tricky choice after uh, both his ex and current girlfriend threw themselves into a river to see which one he would rescue. Oh, Ooh. my God. 21-year-old Wu Hsa broke up with his longtime girlfriend Jun Tang, 20, after meeting his new love, Rong Sao. Uh, 22, in the uh, city of Ningho in China. Uh, but over the following uh, three but over the following three months, Jilted Jun kept hassling him to get back with her and pressuring Rong to leave him. Eventually, Wu decided to arrange a meeting between the three of them at a nearby park, which happened to be next to a river. I was sick of being nagged from both sides, he said. Rong was moaning about June, and June was moaning about her, about her, and it all just got too much. I became confused about who I wanted, so I thought it would be best if we all met and talked about it. But so that they... he could suggest a, uh, I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce it, but I believe it's called a menage a trois. Yeah, I believe it is called a menage a trois. But if he's already got the wrong sow. <laughs> but when they got to the river. I, just... I think if he's going to refer to her as a sow. Yeah. No, that pretty was much... her name. Didn't that, that what you said, right? Yeah. Wrong yeah. sow. Sow. Yeah. Uh, but when they got to the river, the situation went from bad to worse. The girls began arguing, and then Jun, f- Jun flipped and jumped off the bridge and straight into the water. She oh, was boy. calling for help, but then Rong also left o- leapt over the uh, railing and said it was uh, her or my ex. I was oh, completely boy. dumbfounded about what was going on, but then I realized I had to do something, so I also jumped in, but to save Rong. Ah, yeah. see? He went yeah, for the it new It can't one. be easy to be... Pulling a sow out of the water. Uh, after dragging the soaking wet girl ashore, Wu phoned his brother to rescue the floundering ex before taking Rong home. He called it- your brother? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, 
You want my sloppy seconds? She's in the water right now. Oh, my God. You're right. This is tricky. Uh, she was taken to the hospital, but was released soon after without any major injuries, and uh, he chose wrong in the end. He chose the wrong Sal? No, he chose... He backed the wrong, ho- wrong horse. He chose the new girlfriend over the uh, Oh, okay. okay. Right. See? It's all about love. Mm-hmm. Love can make you do crazy things. Boy, uh-huh. That's the truth. You're a uh, Pioneer Valley Fort... Actually, wait a minute. If... if uh, I jumped into a river, and Bax jumped into a river. Which one would you save, John? I don't know how to swim. That's how a... are you a first responder if you don't know how to swim? <laughs> we, don't any, we don't have any water in the town. Yeah, he's a he's the first one to call nine one one. Yeah, I would uh, I would walk away from both of you. I was going to say, and uh, more than likely, I'd just get in my car and drive away. I got a fancy uh, three, two new more parking spaces I, to I don't, from out in the parking lot. I don't like to involve myself in these kinds of things. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 75. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 69. Giggity, it's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854 in Tom Petty and Rock 102. Seriously? What? We doctored that song so that it would not say, let's roll another joint. Shh. In a state where marijuana is now legal? You're not supposed to say that. And are we also still playing Janie's Got a Gun that suggests putting a bullet in his brain? No, I don't know what we've done with that song. Oh, I, actually, I, I think we did change that, too. I don't I don't even know. Yeah. I right. know I know that, like, in, in Who Are You, there's a certain uh, oh, yeah. uh, pejorative word that has been extricated from there for and, the purposes of community standards. And that's obvious, and because there are FCC rules against saying certain words. Mm. But when you start altering ideas and concepts... That's a different story. Well, what do you what do you what do you want out of these? There's, there's ten other reasons, by the way, not to play that song. Yeah, well, yeah. that may that may very well be true, yeah. but uh, the fact of the matter is, we played it, yeah. and yeah. that should be good enough for you. So, uh, yeah, I notice we don't play "Roll the Bones" though by, uh, by Rush. Rush. Yeah. yeah, no, we don't. Um, so this 22 News I Team story that I have not seen yet, and, and it doesn't appear to be on their website. They are going to be showing it tonight at 6. I think they showed it last night. Uh, it, it's kind of it's interesting. I didn't realize this was an issue. A little while ago, by that I mean maybe a year or two ago, when more and more cars began having push-button push starts, you'd hear these stories every now and then about people who maybe died because their car in the garage was still running when they got out of it and they didn't know, and the exhaust seeped up into the home, and they were asphyxiated. And I, I could see where that could be a problem back then. you know. And, and until the push-button start became more popular, you, you could kind of understand it. The story they're doing now, though, is that the push-button start is also responsible for a lot of vehicles rolling away after someone thinks that they parked it. Now, I have uh, you know mentioned that I I've got a luxury car that is um, granted it's three years old so maybe the last three years this technology has really become uh, used a lot more right because I could see doing this in my car my transmission is is manipulated by buttons that run vertically along the console on my dashboard. 
and the very top button is the on-off button for the engine, and then there's P, and then there's R, mm-hmm. and then there's D, and then there's S, which apparently is for sport model, which I've never even used. But when I put the car in park, I have to hit the P button and then hit the button to kill the engine. Gotcha. I can see accidentally just going straight to the turning off the engine and hopefully not while I'm in reverse because I don't see how the car would roll forward if it were still in drive and the engine was off. See, if I have the engine idling and I walk away with the fob in my pocket or my jacket or whatever, Mm -hmm. the car beeps to indicate Mm -hmm. that the key is no longer... You know, being registered. See, mine only beeps because the key is in the car. If I accidentally try to lock it and walk away, yeah, mine will do that in the car. Mine will do that too. Yeah, but uh, but you know, so you know, that's the indicator to, to say, hey, turn us off. That's what that. Um. Okay, I'm confused now. I forget because my car beeps at me also, but I don't think it's when the engine's running. But maybe it is. If okay. if the engine if the engine is running and, and the, I and have the, the fob and I have the fob, it's fine. But if I walk out of the car with it still idling, and the fob's still on you, and the fob is still on me, yeah, it'll start to beep. I think that's what my car does, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah, I was wondering why it would, would beep at me when I had the key in my pocket. It's beeping at me because the engine is still running and I'm leaving it alone. Right. Oh, okay. But I still don't understand how it's rolling if, if you know, most vehicles don't have this kind of transmission yeah, I, that I, I have. I don't know if I like a whole lot of buttons. You know, my car has got, you know, it, its share of buttons. Yeah. But it's not completely, uh, uh, you know, to, to put it in park, there's like a stick shift, yeah. you know, to put it in drive, like, like it's always been for an automatic transmission. Yeah. I still got that. This has taken a, a little while to get used to. Um, it did take me a while. I was like, oh, this is uh, really weird. Yeah. Because the buttons I described to you are on the left side of the console. On the right side of the console is an equal number of buttons. The top one is to disable the vehicle from the engine turning off every time I stop the car. Right. And then restarting when I put my foot on the gas. Then the next one is the vehicle hold. That, that keeps it from moving while I'm at a stoplight because I don't want to waste my time with my foot on the brake. Yeah, you, you get too many features on this and thing. Then, that, may uh, be a, that may be a luxury vehicle, but you know, luxury should also be about not having to do too uh, much to drive oh, it. Oh, well, you don't if you learn these buttons. And then the third button is the parallel parking uh, button. And uh, the fourth one, I forget, because there's four on both sides. I think the fourth one is the eject button. Eject. Yeah, yeah, because I have the full panoramic sunroof. Sure. So I can I can have myself ejected right through the uh, the roof of the car. Yeah, that's smart. Well, you know, if it, there's a fire or a crash or right. a crash about to happen. Like if you go off a cliff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I know. Hey, listen, I've seen it in movies. Yeah, it could happen. It's uh, just about 9.01 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Save yourself 